Welcome to Growing Farms and Families with Adam and Kelly, where their goal is to help you successfully enrich your farming enterprise while cultivating family health and well-being. Now, here's your hosts, Adam Huber and Kelly Burgess. Welcome, everyone, back to our December edition of Growing Farms and Families with Adam and Kelly podcast. Um, We hope that you've enjoyed the last couple of episodes talking all about turkey, but we are moving into a new season now, and that is December. December, and we all know what holiday is in December, and that is Christmas. Yes, so there's so many things, me too, there's so many things involved with Christmas that uh, we need to start thinking about pretty early in the month. Um, One of those things being picking out the perfect Christmas tree. That's right. And we're not talking about a Christmas tree from the big box, Mark. We're talking about a real Christmas tree. Right. Whether you decide to go out and cut it down yourself Mm -hmm. or whether you purchase it from a tree lot. Uh, right. But we have some tips and tricks for both of those methods yeah. uh, for having a nice real treat in your home this holiday. That's right. And so the first thing that you need to do is find where to purchase this tree or where to cut it down if you want to cut it at, you know, right. it out, out of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the better option would be to go to the actual Christmas tree farm where they've, mm-hmm. you know, they've raised this specific species of tree for a Christmas tree. Yeah, and definitely. so that's, you know, definitely the, the first uh the first thing is to find where to, to find a Christmas tree farm. And you can do that by going, there's a couple of different places. Mm-hmm. So there's a uh, Kentucky Christmas tree association. They okay. have a website. You can go on there and they have a locator on there that you can uh, find uh, Christmas trees, uh, nurseries in your area, mm-hmm. or you can go on the Kentucky department of uh, agriculture can, yes. website, the Kentucky proud uh, go into the Kentucky Proud branding, mm-hmm. and you can find Christmas tree uh, locations on there. Yeah, lots and mm-hmm. or not lots, but farms more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, use those sources. Uh, do a little quick search online and try and find out um, what the closest Christmas tree lot is to you. I know there's several here in South Central Kentucky mm-hmm. and around the state. So um, make your plan now for where you're going to go to find your Christmas tree. Uh, hopefully not a lot of people have probably put up real trees quite yet right. um, because they don't last forever in our homes. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So once we know where we're going to go, they're probably going to have different varieties mm-hmm. of trees, especially if it's a Christmas tree farm. Right. So what kind of things should we be looking for? Yeah, so there's there's actually you know several different species of, of Christmas trees that mm-hmm. um, are grown here in Kentucky. Um, there's different types of fir trees, F I R, not F U R, not F U R is like a raccoon fir, but but fir is an F I R. There's different species of fir trees. Mm-hmm. Um, there's spruce trees and these are all evergreen trees, obviously, because it's uh-huh. obviously a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there are some species of pines that can be used as Christmas trees too. Okay. And so that's what you want to look for. And that's what you're going to find. Um, yeah. as far as, you know, which one is the, I would pick over the, you know, another mm-hmm. one. That just kind of depends on what you personally like. Yeah, the look and yeah, how like, full you want it to be, right. maybe the size. Like your some of your blue spruces, they're gonna have like a bluish, really pretty color to them. Yeah. Um, some of your like your white pines, they're not gonna be as full as like a spruce tree. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on really what your personal preference is. Yeah. 
And I mean, they have pictures of all of those on the Kentucky Christmas Tree Association site. So you can even kind of check that out ahead of time and maybe have in mind what you want to look for. Um, So, okay, we've made it to the Christmas tree lot. We kind of know what tree we're looking for. It's also important to learn how to identify a fresh tree. Mm -hmm. So freshness matters uh, for a variety of reasons. First, you're probably thinking about how long is this going to last in my home, Uh, but it's also important for safety. So we think about um, fire safety. We've all heard, you know, terrible stories about Christmas trees that have caught fire. Um, Hopefully that doesn't happen to anyone this holiday season Mm -hmm. um, if you're following these little tips and tricks. Right. So let's talk about how we can pick out a fresh, good, fresh tree. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's several different things that you can look at. And one being um, the needles on the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, if you can bend those and they snap, uh-huh. then that means that the tree is fresh. Okay. Uh, if you bend it and it doesn't snap, then mm-hmm. that means that tree has probably been been there for a while and has kind of dried up. Yeah, kind of like wilted. Like if you. I think we've all left celery in the refrigerator for too long Mm -hmm. before. And I mean, fresh celery, you know, you can just snap it and it, it's, you know, it makes that nice popping Mm -hmm. sound. Uh, But if it's just kind of wimpy and wilty, then it's more bendy and the needles are kind of the same type of indicator. Right. Another way that you can kind of determine if it's fresh or not is uh, look at the bottom of the tree trunk Mm -hmm. uh, where it was cut at. And if there's sap, you know, fresh sap, yeah. Um, then that means that the, the tree is still, it's pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. And so if, if it's dried up, that means that the tree has been cut for a while. Okay. It's been cut for a longer time. Mm-hmm. And if you are visiting a tree lot, um, you want to look and see how the trees are displayed. So do they have the trees in water or right. are they just sitting out on the ground? Right. Um, also, you want to look at, think about the area that the lot's in. Is it shaded? Mm-hmm. So leaving a Christmas tree out and, you know, once it's been harvested, leaving it out in the sun and the wind are ways that it gets dried out more quickly. Right. Uh, so, you know. Which is definitely what you don't want. Right. No, we want it to last as long as possible at home, not to be ruined before we even get it there. Right. So, um, you know, sometimes it's more about, it's more about the quality of how it's been kept Mm -hmm. than whether it was picked, you know, one day ago or three days ago. Right. Uh, But if it's been kept well, um, you'll notice those indicators with the needles, like Adam mentioned. Um, Also, is it heavy for its size? So we talk about this, um, like with fruits and vegetables, we want them to be heavy and that indicates that they have a high water content. Right. Um, so the tree is kind of the same way. If it has taken up a lot of water, it'll be a little bit heavier than what you'd expect it to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. You can also just by feeling of the, of the foliage on the tree, if it's mm-hmm. kind of like a got like a cool touch to it. Yeah. Like that temperature. Means, yeah. Cool mm-hmm. temperature. Um, then that means that that tree is, is fresh also. Yeah. Um, and also, if the needles are, are kind of soft, that, mm-hmm. that's another indicator. If they're really hard and kind of brittle, then that means that it's kind of dried out. Yeah, except for a spruce tree. Those ones are naturally hard and kind of pokey. Right. So those ones will be about the same regardless. But hopefully those are some good tips to, you know, pick out the freshest tree that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We also want to think about the size of the tree. Right. We don't want to be like Clark Griswold and get a tree that's just a little bit too big for the room that we're putting it in. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. A little sappy in there. <laughs> but, you know, you don't want it to touch the ceiling or to be over the ceiling, especially if you plan to put an angel or a star right. on top. Um, you, so, don't, you don't want to have to cut a hole in your roof to get your Christmas tree. No. <laughs> so make sure you know your ceiling height and know, you know, you can bring a measuring tape with you mm-hmm. uh, to see how tall the tree 
tree is because right. sometimes when it's outside it's a little bit hard to tell which, which most generally just like a normal sized uh ceiling height is around eight foot right um but if you have one that's you know shorter or taller than that mm-hmm. make sure that you like you said measure it before you get yeah <laughs> find the appropriate size tree so <laughs> right. we'll just leave it at that right. um, another thing just a quick tip if you are going out to cut your own tree uh, make sure you bring gloves uh that sticky sappiness um right. and they how get prickly too. it prickles into mm-hmm. your skin yeah you want to make sure that you have gloves um and have a way to get it home as well so um also want to make sure that the branches are sturdy enough to be able to hang whatever types of ornaments and decorations yeah. you want to. Yeah, definitely don't want to put an uh, ornament that's been in the family for 30 years on the tree and then it fall off and break. Fall off and break, yeah. Because <laughs> so, the branches are not sturdy enough. Yeah, make sure that those branches are sturdy as you need them to be. Right. Uh, so, okay, I feel like we we know how to pick out a good tree now. Yep. Now we just need to figure out how to keep that thing fresh and going to last, you know, yes. last a pretty good while instead of, you know, a couple of days and then it dries up. <laughs> then it's all wildy. <laughs> right. So yeah, we have, we've talked a lot about water mm-hmm. and I think water is really the key between all of these tips. We're thinking about water is water. the key to life. In, in water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For you, you need to drink enough water. Right. Your tree needs water too. Yeah. So to start out with, we want to make sure that we cut a half of an inch off the bottom of the trunk Mm -hmm. before we set up the tree in its stand. And if that seems strange to you, think about when you buy fresh cut flowers. Uh, It's really common practice to trim the bottom of those stems off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe at an angle, you probably don't want to trim your tree at an angle. Um, (laughs) No, (laughs) unless um, your sleeve is too tall. (laughs) Yeah. But you do want to trim that the bottom about a half inch off and that'll just help the tree to take up more water. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, You know, and some people may have uh, allergies to Christmas trees. Yeah. Uh, Just because it's, you know, it's been outside. There's, you know. Yeah. Pollen. Pollens from other trees, you know, on it. Dust. Um, Maybe some insects might have gotten on it or something of that nature. Um, But there are some different ways that you can... Kind of take care of that. Now, don't start <laughs> laughing already. So you can wash your Christmas tree outside. So this just involves getting out your garden hose right. and spraying the tree down gently. Um, this will take off some of those needles that are maybe going to fall off anyways. So it can keep your house a little bit cleaner. Even though you might look a little bit funny <laughs> out there washing your tree. <laughs> it will definitely help, you know, uh, with the allergy aspect of yeah. getting that, you know, off of the tree. Don't let Adam see you washing your tree. <laughs> you might get a little bit laughed at. He will make fun of you. <laughs> but I mean, I can say I'm a little bit allergic <laughs> to trees. And so if I were to have another live tree, I'd probably try this and I wouldn't care who laughed at me. So, <laughs> well, and it, it's just a good practice too. To, to get all the you know the stuff from the environment yeah the debris i mean it's a big natural it's a tree yeah, I mean, you know yeah bringing it into your house might have a squirrel laying there you never know you never know <laughs> watch him out yeah <laughs> i'll make sure he comes out before he gets in the house that's, that's right so whenever we're watering our tree you have to water it just like you do a plant um when we're watering the tree we want to make sure that our base so the the base that the tree is set in Mm -hmm. holds at least a gallon of water right and you can you can purchase you know your your tree uh stands as they their stands Mm -hmm. not a tree stand that you go hunting in but a tree stand different kind of tree (laughs) stands here um the tree that your or the stand that your tree goes in um you can purchase those you know at your local uh hardware hardware stores or you can purchase them off the internet Mm -hmm. uh you know just different places but like you said make sure that you're getting uh 
one that's going to be big, big enough, enough yeah. to, to hold your tree and, and, the, and the amount of water that you're going to need. Right. Because whenever you first put your cut Christmas tree in the stand, it can take up a gallon of water in that first day. So it's really important to check the water level each day. Most of the time it'll drink about a quart. So about four cups a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to check it, especially if your house tends to get dried out with the heat being on and everything right. else. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to put any kind of additives in the water or mm-hmm. any kind of thing that you might think is going to preserve it, make it last longer. That yeah, don't do that. Um, so yeah, that's just not not ideal. Yeah, we want to just all it needs is water. Um, and, that's and the best that, way. And definitely don't put your uh, put your tree by where your heating element is, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a stove or just uh, a heating vent. Yeah, um, because those tend to um, uh, dry your would dry your tree out just a little bit right. faster, and you're getting that heat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if say you didn't really take care of it the way it needed to be, yeah, then that causes fire hazards. Right, and we actually watched this video. It was amazing in a terrible way but a tree that had been that was fresh and well watered Mm -hmm. versus a tree that was dried out and not fresh and the tree that was dried out ignited probably three or four times as fast oh yeah it burnt extremely fast whereas the one that had been taken care of and Mm -hmm. had lots of moisture in it it really didn't even catch a fire no it i mean it really the fire stayed in its spots and Mm -hmm. it could be easily put out by a bucket of water and 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 if you if you've ever burnt wood Mm -hmm. um you kind of you kind of know that yeah it's hard to really it's hard to burn a green wet yeah fresh tree oh yeah definitely and if you've got that seasoned wood Mm -hmm. uh then it's going to put off more heat and it's going to burn a lot faster. Oh yeah, for sure. And another thing with fire safety is making sure that you don't overload your electric outlet. So just make sure that, you know, you don't plug too many things in at one place. Um, And always remember to turn off your lights whenever you're going to bed or leaving mm-hmm. the house or anything yeah. just turn those on when while you're there you know mm-hmm. and, and look at it and observe it and look at Enjoy. all the beauty yeah <laughs> uh, but make sure you, you know you turn that off whenever you're oh yeah uh, leave the house or go to sleep save a little on your electric bill that right, way too that's right. yeah okay well i think we know it sounds like we're all set to take care of our live Christmas trees, mm-hmm. but eventually one of these days we're going to have to take it down. We're going to we're gonna have to dispose of the tree. And <clears throat> the good thing about here in Kentucky, in which I'm sure there's probably some other states that do this as well, mm-hmm. is the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife does a tree disposal. Uh, oh, program. that's cool. And so what they do with these trees is uh, they have they have different drop-off points throughout the state of Kentucky, mm-hmm. and uh, they only accept real trees. Uh, you can't bring in an artificial tree. Right. Um, so if you do have the real tree, um, you can find these drop-off sites, uh, and you can go on the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife's website, and they have mm-hmm. lots of information about that program on there. Oh, yeah. Um, but what they do with these trees is um, they actually take them and put them in some of our Kentucky lakes. Yeah. And they do this uh, for fish habitat. Because okay. a, lot, a lot of our lakes are uh, over 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of that woody vegetation that was there naturally is kind of uh, decayed now. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that fish habitat is kind of decreased. And yeah. so um, that's what they do with a lot of these Christmas trees is take them and put them into the our lakes in Kentucky. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, if you're a sportsman, if you like to hunt and fish and be mm-hmm. outdoors, um, you know, giving these fish places to hide right. and to, you know, for the eggs to hatch and everything, yeah. um, it 
it's really helpful. It's just a it's just a good way to give back to the you know the natural resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if, if just say if you didn't want to uh, do this for the fish, you can do this. Just say you own some land, mm-hmm. uh, you can do this on your own. Just by putting the the tree out in the woods uh, yeah. for rabbit habitat, quail, different different That's species true. of wildlife, hmm. you know, uh, turkeys and deer. Yeah, uh, to utilize, utilize that for bedding and cover. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want to do the fish route, then you can do. You yeah, know, that's true. Yourself. Either way, um, since a tree is something natural, I mean, we can put it back in nature. Mm-hmm. We just want to make sure you take off all the lights and the decorations. Right. Uh, we don't want any kind of artificial stuff going back out right. there. Or you could also, you know, you can use it for uh, if you have a, a wood burning stove and mm-hmm. obviously you could cut it up and use it for. Oh, that's true. For, to burn. Yeah, that's a good, good point, too. And I know a lot of people kind of wonder, well, isn't it bad for the forest or the environment if we keep cutting down Christmas trees? Right. But um, we actually read that uh, Christmas trees, they are they're considered a crop. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's not harmful to the environment to cut them down and use them because um, the average farmer who will cut down a Christmas tree will plant four more in its place. Right. Uh, so it's really just, we're kind of going along with nature and the way that things are grown and then recycled. So we don't have to feel bad about it, especially if we're going to use it for one of these other things, right. like we mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always good to, you know, these, the, these farmers or producers, they're always giving back to our environment, mm-hmm. um, taking away, taking that one tree, planting four more. I mean, yeah. You know, if we do that for several years, we're going to have oh, yeah. a plentiful amount of, of trees, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. So, yeah, definitely. Well, if you're really sad that you had to take down your Christmas tree, there is something else we can do That's to right. kind of keep the spirit going just yeah. a little bit longer. <laughs> and I really like this idea. This is a super fun family activity. And you can do this all year round. This is like mm-hmm. Christmas 365. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're a diehard christmas fan right um or if your kids are and you don't want christmas trees <laughs> in your house we have an idea for you right and, and and that is decorating uh the trees that may be in your yard or uh, somewhere in your landscape uh, mm-hmm. decorating those with um with food uh-huh. uh, such as like popcorns and nuts and berries and fruits and things uh-huh. like that so basically what you would do is get you some type of, of string or fishing line or something like that mm-hmm. and you would thread the this food through it uh making a big long however long however big you wanted it to be yeah and just uh wrapping it around the tree kind of like lights mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to attract all kinds of different wildlife such as birds squirrels things like that. Yeah. And that's a really cool idea. I mean, you can use grapes, you can use cranberries, you can use popcorn. Like he said, um, you can also mix in some bird suets too. If you have a mm-hmm. commercial product of some sort, um, I know that you can make your own bird suet. Yep. Um, I've even seen pineapples, not pineapples. Sorry. Wow. Pine cones. <laughs> Where'd you find the pineapple in Kentucky? Girl? <laughs> A pine cone and uh, you can get peanut butter and, you know, put it down the sides of um, the pine cone. <laughs> I'm demonstrating with my hand, but you can't yeah, see it. Yeah. Um, Y'all see that, right? <laughs> yeah. You can put peanut butter um, all around the pine cone and you can dump some seeds or, you know, other things right. in there. And then you can hang the pine cone back up on the tree too. Yeah. And that's a really cool activity because then, you know, you can sit and observe. You're creating your own entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> sit and observe all the wildlife that comes. Right. Uh, to your tree and it doesn't have to be an evergreen or traditional mm-hmm. christmas tree type i mean it can be if you have right. one and you know it's especially good you know if you're like taking uh wildlife photography or you know mm-hmm. taking photos of birds and different yeah. critters you know it's a 
good way to to do that too so yeah so that's a fun activity if you want to keep the keep it going and you don't you know you took down your indoor tree you can go ahead and decorate an outdoor tree as well that's right so are we how how are we looking on time kelly well we're we're closing in on our normal 20 minutes (laughs) but um we do have a couple of suggestions for gift giving. I think we should, this is worth talking about real okay. quick. Yeah. So a little bit of extra time. Bonus. <laughs> so what kind of gifts do you like to get? So I like gifts that I can really utilize that are going to last, you know, a long time mm-hmm. or last more than, you know, I, I can use it and not have to just throw it away and it be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like things that are, well, I'm going to say disposable, but I don't mean things that I'm just going to throw away. Mm -hmm. I like things that, you know, you use it for a little while, you enjoy it a lot, but then eventually you use it up. So something like um, a lotion or a candle or even food, I'm all about food too. Um, So food's always good. (laughs) Yeah. So you can do those gift items that people enjoy, but it doesn't end up being something that just sits around on the shelf or that you have to find a box to put it in, Um, you know, things that people use and enjoy. And then Hey, the good thing about that is if they like it, you can get them the same thing again next yeah. year because they used it up. <laughs> right. You know, most people's go-to as far as gifts is a gift card, uh-huh. which gift cards are nice and all, but uh, I would rather get something or or give something mm-hmm. that is a little bit more personalized, something that yeah. whenever they receive that gift, they're like, oh, he actually, or they actually thought, right, me, thought know, of me. Thought, what do I like? What, what could I use? Things like that. Yeah. And so- for me, you know, like I said, I like stuff that you can use. That might be some, you can never, well, most guys that you can never go wrong with tools, uh, flashlights, flashlights. <laughs> I just have this theory knives. that every man loves flashlights. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you collect knives, you know, you never go mm-hmm. wrong with a knife. Um, this is a lot of different stuff that it's not just going to be used and thrown away and, yeah, you know, a little bit more personalized. Yeah, definitely. I mean, unless you live really far away and you have to mail all your gifts, I could definitely see doing a gift card mm-hmm. for that. That right. way, um, you know, you don't spend more in shipping than what you spent on yeah. the gift. Um, but yeah, there are other categories of gifts. You kind of mentioned some useful items. Mm-hmm. I like to think about things that help us um, have family experiences. So right. I'm more of a a time person than a gift person. I'd rather do something fun mm-hmm. than necessarily have an object per se. Right. Um, so things like tickets to an event or a fun experience that you've been wanting to do. Right. Um, those aren't really tangibles, but it is something that is thoughtful and shows that you care about the right. person you want to spend time yeah. with them. And, and just, and just getting a gift that someone, um, can use as far as, uh, for physical exercise, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be like a, a fishing pole to go fishing, yeah, a kayak to go kayaking on the water, mm-hmm. uh, some hiking boots to go hiking. Yeah, or a coat to keep you warm so you right. can still do it in the wintertime or yeah. a bike or a new pair of tennis shoes. Right. Um, you know, most of the time at the beginning of the year after the holidays have worn off, everybody wants to get back in shape and yep. start being active again. New Year's so, resolution, right? Yes, Everybody's New Year's resolution. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, give people the tools they need to do the things that they like to do, whether it's an existing hobby Mm -hmm. or whether it's something that, you know, they've been wanting to get into, but haven't really taken those first steps yet. And and another, another good tip, Mm -hmm. you're going to like this. Okay. Another good tip for getting gifts is just to be a good listener throughout the entire year. Listen to, listen to, to what people are saying. Oh, I wish I had that. Oh, I need this. Uh Then you can be like, 
Christmas present. Yeah. And, and, and get that for them. Yeah, exactly. And most of the time they'll probably forget about that stuff. That's right. Yeah. So they That's might right. just mention it under their breath, but. But if you, you pay remember. close attention, then you can get, you can be the best gift giver in the family. Yeah, definitely. That's, right. That's a good technique. If you have a hard time coming up with ideas. Yeah. Um, I also like to give homemade gifts or handmade gifts. Sometimes yeah. I'm not super creative when it comes to gift ideas, but I'm pretty, pretty crafty and pretty handy. So I mean, nobody can say they don't like something that you made for them. Right. Yeah. Like I said, that's kind of personalized. Like I said earlier. Yeah, exactly. You're you're being thoughtful and kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, putting some thought into what you're doing and why you want to give this to them and and things like that. And they're going to, I think that they would value that more that, Mm -hmm. you you know, made this from scratch to give them. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't even have to be anything, you know, significant. Maybe it's just a Christmas card that you made or Uh whatever yeah I don't know. <laughs> there's all kinds of options you can yeah. do so i mean think about um things that are useful things that help you to spend time together things that promote uh, healthy habits or physical activity um or i mean some cool kitchen gadgets that's also a good right. oh good yeah one. yeah i mean any kind especially for ladies all the yeah. women in our family they can they always can use some kind of cooking utensil, oh, pots, yeah. pans. Yeah. But make sure you get them the good ones. Don't get them just the cheap ones. Because <laughs> the the then they're need... probably going to hit you with it. <laughs> the reason they need new ones is because they used up the cheap ones right. and they don't work that's anymore. Right. That's right. So, like I said, that's whenever, you, whenever your grandma's in there yeah. saying bad words about the pan that she's using uh. with a darn. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, grandma. I'll get you one of those. Get you a new pan. <laughs> yeah. So this has been your uh, gift giving quick tips with you go. Adam and Kelly. <laughs> so hopefully this has gotten you maybe over the being stuck, not knowing what to get somebody on your list. That's right. That's right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of, of our podcast and we hope that you and your family enjoy the holiday season mm-hmm. and um, we will catch you again next month and in the new year, in the new year. It's that's crazy that it's already t- that will be 20, 2022. Mm-hmm. That means that we're just getting older. It means that our <laughs> podcast is half a year old already. That's right. But I think that we've got some things in the works that uh, we're not going to say exactly right now. But yeah. There might be some more episodes come yeah. along. You can look forward. We're not going away. That's all we're no, saying. No, no, no. You, <laughs> you might get tired of us as much as we plan to do. But anyway. Yeah. But with that, we will leave you with happy December. And uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Growing Farms and Families with Adam and Kelly. Happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And be sure to catch our next podcast episode on the second Tuesday of each month. We're in the meantime, weekly on Wednesdays at 7.35 a.m. on Scottsville, Kentucky's 99.3 WDLE. And always remember to support local farms and families in your community.